you are live, it says on my screen. Mm -hmm. And so we are. Welcome to a very You're impromptu right. What's on Joe Mind live stream. I'm your host, Mike Arizari. With me, this is Donna Tice uh, from the Vineyards, Joe Colton. Hello, everybody. And from the deepest, dankest dungeon in Weber Manor, the hot show, Mark Weber. That's what I'm talking about. Look, we got the in-laws in town, and they're ruling the upper deck. So here we go. Well, welcome to the basement, the the dungeon level of the Weber Castle. So, I mean, in fairness, it is the only level that can protect you enough from the sun. That's true. This is the bomb shelter. So this, you know, I'll be hanging out here with all my Joes and all our old college papers that we haven't thrown out yet. <laughs> You've been busy. All right. We got a futon. You know, we're good. We got two very small windows. We're you have fine. a cot? <laughs> that depends on who's asking. Well, all right then. <laughs> Rather than go down that rabbit hole, we will uh, take a moment here and instead introduce our guest. He is the first ever video guest on What's on Joe Mind programming. And we are here to talk with him about the headlines that he made and drove like he stole. Bobby Fallon is here, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Everybody What's up, everyone? How's it going? I hope they're clapping at home. I don't know. Of course they are. <laughs> they're looking. They're, I guarantee you, guarantee you, every one of them are zoomed in on the, the figures back on the shelf and trying to figure out who they all are. <laughs> Spoiler, they're all Steel Brigade. Everyone. <laughs> this all over here. <laughs> Including the custom Steel Brigade E-Honda. <laughs> now I've given you a project. Get to work on that one. It's done. But but Bobby, how's things? We ha we haven't spoken to you in, in public in a couple of months. What yeah. you been up to? You know, uh, you know, working on a couple things here and there. Uh, I think I might have had some news come out uh, on Friday. I'm not sure if anyone saw it or not. But really, you know, news you say. But uh, congratulations on the get, Bobby. That that was huge. That was uh, on a day when there was toy news busting out left, right, upside, and down. Um, you took the Joe community and you threw it on its head and you said, hey, guys, Sergeant Slaughter's in action for Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, it's It's been it's been crazy. It's, it's It really has. Um, I knew it was going to be big, but it, it's it's bigger than I could have ever expected. Um you know, and, and it's great. It's great to be kind of surprised at, at something. It's it's awesome to like work real hard at something and then have it like pay off like better than you expected. So I couldn't I couldn't be happier with the turnout so far. Yeah, so take us back to, to the beginning of that process. Like what what were you digging around for when you found out that this was a possibility? Um well, for those of you listening who actually don't know and maybe live under a rock, uh, Sergeant Slaughter is now part of Action Force. Sergeant Slaughter is a character in Action Force. And uh, go check him out. The figure is probably all over social media right now. Um, but the how it kind of came to be, I, I wish I could kind of remember. People like keep asking me, it's like, when did you like think of, of Sarge? And when did you think of taking Action Force and Steel Brigade? And I, I never really like remember the moments like 
I know like the people I talk to and ideas I have, but Sarge kind of came up and I think I talked to a few people like, Oh, but you know, buddies of mine, like, Oh, you know, it'd be really cool if like this could happen. Just like Joe, more like joking about it, like, Oh, well it could never happen, but you know, it'd be, it'd be cool if we can get to that level. And uh, a, a good friend of mine, he has some contacts and he said, why don't you see if you want me to see if I can, I can get you like his agent, like get you in contact with him. I said, uh, yeah, sure. And this was back in maybe like late February, early March. And it took him about a week and he goes, Hey, here's the info. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I, I contacted Sarge's rep and I, you know, uh, they didn't know who the hell I was. They don't know what Valiverse is, what Action Force is. So they're kind of just getting like a cold call. Right across the room through them at Joe Fest last year. It, it, yeah. I'm sure you're just indelibly etched in his mind. Right. So, um, you know, I kind of, you know, gave him, gave him the, the, the 20 second pitch and sent him. Uh, I did a whole sort of presentation, PowerPoint presentation for him. And, and then the ball started rolling and Sarge has been so great and so into it since then. And it was literally that quick, like since March, we talked, we pitched, you know, they got WWE's permission. We worked out the negotiation part of it and we got rolling, made the model, got it all, got it all going. Sarge did that awesome video. Uh, and now here we are. And it, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. That was fun. He took that video down like a pro, man. Man, when, when I so like I sent him, I sent him the shirt, sent him a nice bottle of his favorite, sent him a nice uh, letter, tell him about how you know it's crazy if I can go back and tell like my eight year old self, like, hey, this would be happening. Um, and I, you know, I sent a, I sent him a script of, of what I wanted him to say, and you know, his 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 rep came back to me and said, listen, uh, Sarge said he wouldn't say those kind of things like that, so he's going to say it the way Sarge would say it, and I was like, he's the. Pr- by all means, please, please, absolutely. Um, and that's when I knew he was into it. I was like, all right, this is going to be awesome. And uh, it took a little while. It took a week or two to, to, to get it. And then, uh, like, he sent me the video. And and I don't know what I was doing. I was, like, playing with my son or something. And I just – I said, Mason, I got to stop. We got to stop what we're doing. I got I to gotta watch this right now. And it was like I watched it. And I was just floored. I was like blown away. I was like, I watched it like six or seven times, like in a row, just because it was so amazing. And it just, even now, like watching it now gives me chills, like to look at it and say, wow, that really happened. Like, you know, and then when I cut the video of me doing the intro and the outro and then sent it to my guy and he pieced it together and he sent the video back to me and then seeing like me talk about action force and then introing Sarge, it was like, whoa, like this is like (laughs) next level. Uh, so the whole process has been so great in that sense that it's like I'm I'm just not used to it, and it, it's it, it, it's it's awesome. I can't even like I can't even describe how awesome it is. Yeah, that's a, that's a heck of a lead pitch, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, need a, do you need our help uh, trying to find uh, William the Refrigerator Perry's people? <laughs> a lot of people keep asking me about that. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But, so originally what we were supposed to do was the plan was to ha- introduce Sarge at the action force panel at Joe fest. That would have happened a few weeks ago. That would have been how we were going to do it. I was going to say like, Hey, 
got this, you know, I got something I want to show you guys. And then I got, let me bring in someone to help me. And I was going to have Sarge come in, which would have been really cool. <laughs> but, you know, with everything uh, with Joe Fest getting pushed out and stuff like that. But I didn't want to wait because I wanted people to be able to pre-order the figure and I wanted to get the news out there. So, you know, I kind of worked up like, all right, well, let's do this video and let's put this package together and, and, and get it out to people that oh, way. A secret for that long, like this big a secret for that long. <laughs> yeah, I can't keep secrets for that long. It was like it was killing me. I was like, I can't wait to like tell everyone, you know. And it was like I was really good about only telling a few people because usually I'm like, I want to tell everybody. But I was I was really good about it. And people kept asking me like, Hey, can you tell me? Can you tell me? Like I wouldn't even tell Web. Web was like, Hey, right. you know, uh, I, I can keep a secret. And I'm like, mm -mm, Can't tell you. <laughs> uh, we see where you rate, Pancho. Mm -hmm. I was good about it. Look, I'm a journalism guy. I told Bobby straight up. I'm like, look, if you want to tell me, it won't go anywhere. And if you don't want to tell me, I totally get it. And he was like, cool. You're not on the list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> the thing, the thing I find most interesting about the backstory here about how it came about is learning that the WWE guy doesn't like a scripted promo. Right. right? Yeah. He's he doesn't need a scripted promo. Right. Doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. Doesn't yeah. need it. That is one of the most recognizable sports entertainment personalities of all time. That is that is a that is a well-worn combat boot is what that is. <laughs> well, yeah, it just goes to show you the the longevity and, and and the superstar nature that Sarge has. You know, he's been out of wrestling for how many years and he's been out of kind of GI Joe, but Look at the star power that he has, that he can kind of be away from things, but all of a sudden he makes an appearance and it's like everyone's eight years old again, you know, and, mm -hmm. and Sarge is back, you know, and and that's that's what's awesome. And and another reason why I'm glad that it happened, because I also looked at it like when I was doing my research for my pitch, I looked at when the last time Mattel did a, a, a Sarge figure for WWE. And it, it was like 2015 or 2016, something like that. And then Hasbro hasn't used uh, Sarge since the 2015 Creo set. And before that was the 2010 Comic-Con figures. So I was like, this is almost a disservice that that they're not using this, this iconic star anymore. So it's great that he can be thrust back into the, the spotlight where he deserves to be. So I, I, I was uh, impressed by Sarge's uh, sidearm. <laughs> His hand so, cannon? Yeah, man. He, you went <laughs> yeah. full dirty Harry on that one. Well, I was thinking about it. And, you know, I look at like the, the past iterations of the figure and he never, until the, the Comic-Con 2010 figures, he never came with wet with weapons. He always came with his baton. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think maybe the club did uh, uh, one that came with some weapons, but like the real releases, he never came with a weapon. And I was like, Sarge, yeah, I guess Sarge doesn't really need a weapon. So when I was designing mine, I was like, you know what? I don't think he needs to be packed full of like weaponry. But I said, you know what I want to give him? I want to give him a ridiculous knife and a ridiculous pistol. And I, you know, I was doing my research on on what, you know, what he would have. And I was like, he would probably have a ridiculous revolver, like something like a Tackleberry type revolver. <laughs> and then I was like, he's I love it. Really cool, like Bowie knife. And I was like, well, Carrick has a Bowie knife, but I redesigned a new one with the eagle head and stuff like that. Like if it was like a nice ceremonial piece that maybe he got during his 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 time, you know, 
doing other other covert training. Um, so that's I, I feel like it was the perfect balance for for the figure. He's not, you know, overly uh, geared up, but it's just enough to to match the character. I mean, his fists are the size of frozen turkeys. How much gear does he need? <laughs> right. Wait till Liefeld draws the fist. Oh God! Don't get me started, please. It just comes down. Right. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. How does he get paid? Let it go. Now Let it's it go. Time, now it's time to open the second beer. Right. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Pretty much. Joe, get a refill. Relax. <sighs> Down the hatch. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. You can't see my feet either. <laughs> the best part about the live stream, I'm I'm going to get Joe to, to do a spit take on the screen at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She needs a, she needs a COVID plexiglass in front of her. her right. Maybe she's already got one. Who can tell? <laughs> so, so Bobby, where does where does uh, the Sarge fit into the story for Action Force? So the the way Sarge is going to be introduced into the story. Uh, so there will be a, an issue of the Action Force comic that will feature Sarge, and will give his backstory. Bill wrote a fantastic script, and you know. Because we kind of were mulling over ideas, I said, "This is how I want to present him," and he took and it. This is, and, this is Bill Nidro, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. He took it, he ran with it, and he he crushed it. I can't tell you how happy I'm with the work Bill's doing. He he's so into this that that's why I'm just like, "Hey, you want to write this script? Write this script." And it's like I tell him something, like I'll I'll have an idea for for a quick issue, and like two days later, I have a script, and I'm like, "Wow, this is amazing." But <laughs> the Sarge script was great. Because uh, it really captures exactly how I think the character should be introduced in the story. And with the way it is, if you read the backstory of Action Force, it's almost like I predicted the current state of things. Because I wrote, or I came up with the idea of the, the overarching story a year ago, like before the country was a mess. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Before it was quite well, so well, obvious. No, we, we were on our way. I was like, did I predict things? Um because in the in the action war story it takes place, I believe the date we chose was 2032 or, or, or 2028, somewhere around then. But obviously the, the the United States is disbanded and all the states act as their own republics. And then, you know, the world kind of goes to crap and then uh, republics start taking over each other. And then it's just, just, just this giant civil war. And then action force kind of, uh, you know, put together to help kind of balance things out again. Like, Hey, listen, we need to bring some peace to this. We need to, everybody would just chill out. And the idea is that, you know, Sarge with his background of putting, you know, covert teams together, covert teams together. He is, you know, he's a retired ex military guy and he sees the state of things. And he's like, I can't sit back and watch the country just, you know, tear itself apart like this. Something needs to be done. So he, he grabs a few individuals and they sort of form action force. And he's sort of the catalyst that brings them all together and, you know, says, Hey, look guys, I'm picking the, the, the best, most uh, skillful men and women to become part of this elite team. That's going to help bring peace to the country again. And that's, that's how Sarge is introduced into the story. So he's not 
the leader of Action Force, but he's almost like the originator. He's the founder. The founder. Founder, yes. I love the nice. idea because I think it plucks on two really interesting stri- strings. Like, Slaughter is almost ageless, almost timeless in, in the presentation of the character over the years. But to take a look at him and actually give him the wisdom and the, and you know, it's the Indiana Jones line, right? It's not the years, it's the mileage. So, <laughs> So when he really is an an old warhorse, what's mm-hmm. that Sarge like? I think that's really interesting. And but deeper than that, like what happens to a patriot when they're not flying the flag anymore? Yep. Right. And, and, and that, is, that is that's that's explored big time. Like there's a scene with him and who was the last president, and there's a scene where the two of them are, are talking, and that that comes out, and it, it's 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 great dialogue. I think that's cool. Just for, for a guy who, you know, pretty much draped himself in the U S flag all those years to see it fracture into, into 50, you know, city state republics, like the, the kind of catastrophic damage that would do to his psyche. Yep. And, and to be, and be, and because it's happening internally, there's no enemy at at the, at the basis of the story, there's no enemy to fight. There's no one to stop. There's no re you know, there's no way to, to you know put on your fatigues and go battle against it it's just happening so uh, i think there's a couple of really interesting things and i'm i have always been a huge fan of bill's writing i think i think he gets joe on a level that's that hardly anyone ever has from a writing perspective and so i I know he's done really good work for you and i can't wait to see what he's doing with sarge yeah, yeah, I can't like the the comics now that the Sarge stuff is is kind of over because that was taking up the majority of my time. Now I'm gonna sort of switch gears and now put the priority into the comics because the com- we've we finished a bunch of issues. Like I have a bunch of of issues done and colored and all lettered, and it's just a matter of getting them out. And I'm trying to figure out the the right way to do that because with the state of comics kind of up in the air and the cost that it is to print like that would have to come out of, out of the company's pocket to print them. You know, I don't know if that's feasible to print. So I might look at doing a sort of a digital subscription on the website, but I also know that people like a tangible comic. So I might just do like a collected trade at the conventions uh, available at the conventions. So uh, that's, that's what I'm looking at right now, but um, like I said, I'm gonna take a, a deep dive into it. I'm also looking at like overhauling the website so that the website gets a bit more traffic and we can get more people to the site because I want to have more things offered on the site. Because right now, the majority of, of what you get is is social media, so I want to get the focus onto the Valiverse website and then bringing bringing the comics to the site would would really help that. Mm-hmm. So how I know it's only been a couple of days, but uh, are, are folks responding with their wallets? How's pre-sales? Uh, unbelievable. Like yeah. when I say that the, it has exceeded expectations, like it's exceeded expectations. You know, we, we had an initial quantity or a minimum quantity from the factor that we had to do. And we destroyed that number, like absolutely <laughs> destroyed that number in 24 hours. You know, it's nice. like I was I was telling Dave uh, Proctor. Uh, you know, the numbers. And he said, I've never heard a pre-sale that high before, like those numbers like that quickly. So it's like, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And it's also had like this halo effect where people are, are 
ordering Sarge, but ordering a lot of the rest of series one. So it's not just like Sarge that's spiking. It's all of it, like mm-hmm. all of action force on big bad toy. Like I'm getting, you know, the sales reports from them and I'm like blown away by blown away by the numbers they're sending me. And I'm looking at my numbers. I'm like, this is amazing. Like this is, this is crazy. Like how, how much this is, has blown up like that. So it's great because now this, it, it really cements action force. It really cement the Valiverse. It's going to take the company in, in a whole new direction. It's going to give us the freedom to, to do more with the line and to, to branch out. So I, I can't begin to tell you how much it's, it's helped. Excellent. Does this, uh, I was doing the, the mental gymnastics over the weekend and just thinking, wow, what is, like if people just show up, let's just say all these hypothetical rabid fans that, that not only love your property, Action Force, but say the, the, the G.I. Joe fans who maybe they, they don't care for Action Force, but they're going to get Sergeant Slaughter, who, you know, whatever, more than happy to sell you Sergeant Slaughter, right? Like, what is this going to pay for in the future going forward? Like, what is, what's the next step now that we've got this momentum? Where, where do you see, what specifically can, can we look at? Or is that just too far into the bag at this point? You want to I'm have trying, some surprises? I'm trying not to overextend myself because I, I want to make sure it's, I do it the right way. Like, I want to make sure that, yes, the company flourishes and, you know, we make the right moves to make it, it you know, a success. But at the same time, I understand that, it's also just starting and these things are, are currently in production and it's just pre-orders now. And I think the most important thing is getting the product in people's hands. So Sarge was kind of the, 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 I, I guess like the, the last big step uh, in this whole process. That was, that was it. That was like the last puzzle piece and it's all done now. And now let's get to the finish line. Let's get the product in people's hands. And then, as soon as it's in people's hands, then series two, I want to, I want to show series two. I want to get series two pre-ordered, ready to go. You know, it's, it's like, I've always been in, you know, one to say that you can't ask people to buy something before you've delivered on the first thing they bought. So I really don't want to do anything with series two or anything more until we get series one finished, which is going to, it sucks for me because of my, like I have terrible patience and I just want to go, go, go. Uh, so now I just kind of have to sit and wait and, 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 and you know, help, hope everything gets delivered on time, spring 2021, and everyone's happy and everything goes smoothly, and then we can go right into Series 2. Um, there might be one more surprise coming in July, um, but then that's, that's it. Like two days from now. Well, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> more like mid-end of July. Uh, July. Yeah, end of July. Um, so, uh, but other than that, yeah, it's just kind of, kind of sitting and waiting, but I'm, I'm constantly thinking about series two because there were a lot of characters that didn't get unlocked for, uh, the Kickstarter. The ladies need to come out. Uh, I, you know, I keep thinking of ideas for characters that I can do. Uh, you know, what's another, uh, another version of Sarge? What's, you know, what, what are more basic troopers? What's, you know, how many, what, what's a different version of Steel Brigade? So, it's just a matter of, okay, I have the, all these ideas. What can we do then for series two? And how are we going to go about doing it? Cause I don't want to do another Kickstarter. I think, you know, go in the boss fight route where you cemented yourself and you have this following. Now you can abandon the Kickstarter and just do pre-orders through your own site and just, you know, uh, manage the flow that way. So that's what I'm hoping to do for series two. Um, 
But also, you know, with Joe Fest coming up in September, I want to have, you know, some reveals there. So I thought of a really cool idea for series two that uh, will probably be the the first thing I show that we'll definitely going to do for series two. And I think people are going to get really excited about it, especially people that are fans of original action force. Nice. I know a guy like that. We can get off that microphone a little bit, but that, that, yeah, turn my, turn my own levels down. So, <laughs> Otherwise so be- we've, got a, we've got a fan that has said, thank you for getting Sergeant Slaughter on board. And that's uh, Brian Greenwood. And then we've got a question for you. Okay. Uh, White Vegeta says, how much do you think the classified series has helped your sales of action force? And has it? Yes, it has. Uh, as, as much as it pains me to say that, yes, it has. Because if you remember, I closed the pre-orders in January because the Kickstarter ended in November and I gave people till the end of January to fulfill their orders. And then it was kind of like, I was just sitting back waiting for the, you know, the factory to, to finish production. But then when they announced the six inch line in February, I, you know, I saw it like, leaked images and I said they all have space weapons. I said people don't want space weapons. They want real real world weapons. So I said you know what I should do? Why don't I reopen pre-orders? Because the, it it can't hurt anything. It could just bring in more. And I remember I opened it back up and there was like this this new wave of people that maybe didn't believe in 6-inch military or were like eh, I don't know, I'm on the fence and then saw that Joe was happening at sections and they're like, Oh, okay. Now I can get behind action force. So I got, like I said, that whole new wave of people. And then it, it just kind of like each wave just kept coming and coming and coming where the, the momentum never really stopped. And, you know, I've kept pre-orders open since then and the sales have never really slowed. And then people kept coming back and every time Hasbro would show a figure that disappointed people, they would come back and buy more action force stuff. So, yeah, well, you've got you've got quality. So, like, it's just just it's just showing how strong your brand is. And that that yeah, and that's 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 a really good positive feeling because it's like okay, well, I know there's a good amount of people that aren't happy with that line, and mm-hmm. because of that, it's it's getting them to recognize action force as what they want and what they're looking for and being that quality product. So it's, you know, yes, it, it's helped, but I like the, the, the reasoning for it helping, um, you know, and then, then with, with Sarge coming out, it was, that was like, you know, the, the KO knockout punch. Um, now it's like action force is front and center. It's on everyone's mind. Uh, you know, it, it's, to if he to me in my opinion it's it's as big as the classified line because of of what I'm offering and you know and what they're not offering and what I'm offering. Um, so, Bobby, there's definitely an appetite among the six inch military collectors for realistic weaponry, and you talked about it a little bit earlier. Did you see a spike in your accessory packs when the loadouts for Hasbro's classified series became more? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the weapons pack alpha, the 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 realistic uh, weapons pack is the highest selling item I have. So wow. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to 
I and had if, to double my quantity already for it. And if fans are late to the party, where would they go if they were interested in ordering some realistic six-inch military weapons? Uh, the All of the Series 1 Action Force items, all the accessory packs, all the core figures, Sergeant Slaughter, the basic troopers, everything is available on CrowdOx for pre-order. Now you can go to any social media platform that I have, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and every post that I make has the link to the pre-order site. Also, if you go to valiverse.com, front and center page says pre-orders. Right in the middle there, you click on that. That takes you to the pre-order page as well. Uh, if you have any trouble, you can you can message me. I, I get to all the people that message me on social media. Uh, I'll help you through it. Uh, there's also a tutorial video that I put up on YouTube because CrowdOx isn't like ordering from Big Bad. It's not like, oh, there's my figure, click pay. It's almost formatted more like uh, pledging, like a Kickstarter pledge. You kind of have to pick your package and then select your figures and then select your extras. So there's a, a quick little five-minute YouTube video that I put up walking people through the CrowdOx site and how you go through and select the tiers and select your characters and your extras. So it's it's it makes it really easy for people. Yeah, CrowdOx is easy. It's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I think it's interesting uh, and 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 cool to know, you know, what accessory packs are selling and and what's really lifting. So I'd love to get your as much insight as, as you're comfortable giving on which action force figures have been most popular and which ones have, have maybe surprised you. Mm -hmm. A guy or gal who you thought would, would be okay, but who actually ended up being one of your leading uh, men or women. I think it's it's more of how I actually predicted it. Uh, Sarge is the number one by far. He's he's the the heavy hitter. Um, he's been out for four days. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he's, he's outsold. He's outsold everybody in wow in days. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The power of Sarge. Uh, Steel Brigade is not too far behind. He's he's next. I believe after him is the Swarm Trooper. It's either the Swarm Trooper or Condor. Um, but I actually thought that Bone Collector would be ahead of both of them. But they, they're more popular than, than Bone Collector. Then it's Bone Collector, then it's Karak. Um, as far as the, the troopers go, I figured the special ops trooper would be uh, the most popular out of the three because you kind of customizers can do more with him. So it's mm -hmm. it's him, Urban, Riot. But then the, the Riot gear pack, which is like an all-black vest, all-black weapons, like that's a huge seller out of, out of all the gear packs. Um, you know, you have the, the two just rifles and pistols. And then for the, like the, the armor gear packs, like that is the, the number one seller for that. And then behind that is the, the swarm gear pack, which is a good one because the swarm trooper is so high and everyone wants that flying jet pack to go with their swarm trooper. Can you tell from your orders if people are buying the swarm in multiples? Like, are yeah. you getting people army building the swarm? Yeah. They're army building the swarm. They're army building the, the steel brigade. So question from the crowd. Have you considered partnering with a shoddy mobile app that promotes the wrong variant of a figure and takes multiple tries to order? Uh, I, you know, when I did the the video, the Sarge video, and I did my my little intro, I almost I almost started the video out by saying, "Hi and welcome to the network." But <laughs> don't don't do that. But yeah, no. I, you know, it was still the wound was still open. So. Um, I mean, listen, uh, there's no chance of ever doing that. Uh, I mean, there was no chance of doing that previously, but listen. 
now, now that you've seen the map. <laughs> I I appreciate and respect the pureness of Bobby's venom, which is completely unfiltered, and I dig that. But generally, the high road is the better road. So I, I think you made a you made a strong choice right there. They don't take the high road, so I won't take the high road. Nah, you're, <laughs> yeah, well. well, here's the thing: they bring it on themselves. They bring it on themselves. I was laughing. I found it. It was like a three day. It was like a comedy for a week. Because the network thing happened, and then they said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have something on on Friday the twenty sixth And I said, "Are you now? Who <laughs> is too?" And I knew I was like, "I'm gonna ruin twirling it. the mustache." And- I'm gonna. I'm gonna I ruin remember PMing you and saying, "I hope they start on time because now <laughs> you've got your your announcement." And then like. They had a countdown, and then it went like a, a blank screen with just snake eyes, and then we just like there was no word, and I was like, "Oh no, come on, like get your shit together." Yeah. Hey, language. It was a week long comedy. It was like the network thing happened, and I was like, I was reading the comments, and I was like, "Is this really happening? Is this, please that, tell me that- this happened exactly how I wanted it to happen?" And then. I was like, wow, like they're what a what a crap storm they're in. And then I remember Thursday night, I'm sitting, me and my wife are we're lounging in our, our hot tub. It's like nine or ten o'clock at night. And I, you know, I'm on my phone and I see that everything they planned the show had leaked the night before. And I was like, is did I did I get find like a four-leaf clover or something? Like, what, what did I do that was so good that they're giving me all these presents because they just ruined it for themselves? They ruined it. So that then all the news outlets already had it up the next morning and the, the luster was off. And then by the time the live stream came, people were like, yeah, okay. Oh, oh the only new thing you're going to show us is, uh, is a, a silly storm shadow that got everyone disappointed. Okay. All right. When's three o'clock going to roll around? All right, let's get ready. All right, cool. So yeah. any truth to the rumor that you delayed to three o'clock to let us get our, our, our live stream in between? No. I was just thinking, like, well, what's a good? I was like, what's a good time? I'm like, well, okay, well, they'll go at twelve thirty. Could have scored some easy points there, Paula, but whatever. No, come on, now, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, you know, I figured give them, you know, give them an hour to to have everyone just get over their news. You know, um, I, and I think it was perfect. I think the way it was all set up was perfect. Yeah, we we were uh, making sure to get out of the way for you because we wanted to see it ourselves. Thanks. I did get wind from someone that said they weren't happy oh. that Hasbro wasn't happy well, and I, oh, I just, name oh. your source Bobby we name our sources on this show man yeah. name your source Weber don't make me don't make me go live felt on you here here it comes mm. they, they said they said yeah they're not happy and I wrote back mission accomplished and that was it <laughs> Uh, Weber's got his uh, Weber's got his camera at a weird, so he can he can shoot the uh, shoot the cover to his '90s rock album when he's done here. Right. <laughs> the best part about it was I have friends of mine texting me during the Joe live stream saying people are asking Hasbro to do Sarge. When are you doing six inch Sarge? <laughs> and I said, just wait a couple minutes. Right. Wait. Soon. Hey, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm going to work on that. So while we're while we're talking about huge corporations, uh, 
what was it? How difficult was it working with WWE to license the Sard? I I wasn't involved in that that end of it. Uh, when you know, I was informed by by you know Sarge's rep that uh, you know Sarge does he owns his likeness, he owns his name, um, but he has such a a great relationship with the WWE. He's like, listen, we just have to let WWE know what we're doing as a courtesy, you know. And and I think that was that was all done on their end because I just waited for them to say, hey, we're all good. Um, so that's cool. Luckily, yeah, it all, it all it all came through and and it all worked out. So you know, with each step, like we're getting closer. Like I first talked to the guy, said to my wife, I'm like, oh, I talked to Sarge's rep. Like, you know, okay, but let me not get too too excited about it. Made my pitch. Oh, I made the pitch. Like, all right, here we go. And then it's like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then it was like, all right, WWE said we're good. Yes, all right, one step closer. And then it, then it started becoming a reality. And then it was like, here it is. Mm-hmm. I imagine a lot of them want to buy a, a six-inch Sarge figure with a big hand cannon too. So I, I figure that's why they're they're totally on board with well, that. The, the, the rest, like, what's amazing is how this has spread to the wrestling fans as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know, I know, Webb. You know who Zack Ryder is, but sure. Zack Ryder, uh, you know, or not anymore, but he was a WWE superstar. Uh, you know, Matt Cardona, but he he went by Zack Ryder, the Broski, thousand dollar Broski. He's got a huge wrestling figure podcast. He's a big mm-hmm. time collector. He collects tons of figures, and their podcast is huge. Mm-hmm. He posted the Sarge on his Instagram that night, and then like reached yeah. out to me, and I was like, "Whoa, this is happening!" You know, like this is crazy. So it's and then I was on my buddy's pot wrestling podcast last night. So it's cool to kind of get it out to them as well, which is you know, which is awesome because he's just as big to the wrestling crowd as he is to the GI Joe crowd. Well, and I, I think we all know how a prototype can can be fantastic, and the final product may not be. Um, but your prototype, the facial likeness, is ridiculous. And this is a guy with let's be let's be nice. It has a prominent feature, right? <laughs> you wouldn't think it would be that hard to capture his likeness, but over the years, there's been some hit and miss. But your your facial likeness on him is outstanding. Yeah, my my sculptor, uh, Corinne Atkins, she is fantastic. She's done, I would say, probably seventy five percent of the Action Force line, and she's great with portraits. I know she's done a lot of the Star Wars Black Series stuff, and uh, you know, I sent her a, a good amount of reference, and she nailed it. Like she nailed it like right away, and. We sent it to Sarge. Sarge just wanted to kind of, you know, grimace him up a little bit. So there was really only one round of changes, and 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 we got it. And you know, uh, when I got that three D print, like seeing seeing it on screen is is one thing, like seeing the th- the three D sculpt. But then when you get that first print, you're just like, wow, like that's him, that's Sarge. You know, do you, and you have it that you can play with it on camera a little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let me get your let me get your front and center here. Oh yeah, it's all um, you now, Bobby. You're taking up the whole yeah, screen. Screen. <laughs> yeah, th- this was this was the the 3D print, as you can see here. Um, but it was like it was cool because I got it, and it's like his hat is removable and his glasses are removable. So when you got that that print, it's like wow, that's like that's him. That's hard. It's like that's, that's so wonderful. <laughs> you know? even even unpainted 
when you turn it profile, you're like, yep, that's a Sarge. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I, I kind of, on my end, I had to go through a, a few rounds of like uh, sizing the head correctly to the, to the, the figures, but you know, it was like, it was perfect. It's like, that's the guy. It's him. It's him. Um, so yeah, it's the whole process has been fun. And like I said, with each step, it really like, it just kept getting better and better because, you know, I got the parts in and I was like, wow. And then I started putting the figure together and I was like, cool. And then I primed it and I was like, wow. And then, you know, I was, as I was like painting it. And then I remember taking the, the, the promo photography and I just texted my buddy and I just wrote Sergeant Slaughter. Like, cause it was just like, like it didn't, it's did, doesn't seem real. It was like, I'm, taking pictures of a Sergeant Slaughter figure that's going to be in my line that we're going to announce in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Like the whole process, like I'm, I'm always going to remember it. And the cool thing about it was I documented the whole building of the, the prototype. It, so I'm going to put together a YouTube video so you could see from start to finish how I went about designing and then building the Sergeant Slaughter figure. How long did the sculpt, the head sculpt take? Uh, maybe about a week. Yeah, maybe about a week. Yeah, it was fairly quick. Nice. The longest so, part being the chin. Yeah. <laughs> so the question now is, you know, our our legal team has yet to receive word of your desire to include the What's On Joe Mind team in action for it. So what's up with that? Listen, uh, you know, I, back in the day, they always put people's heads on, on original Joes. I'm, I'm open. I'm open to bribes. I'm open to everything. Joe, Joe doesn't have to bribe. Joe, you don't have to bribe. I'll, I'll put you in the line. Um, but no, I, I think I, Terrible. I think She's out. Put, to put people in the line. I think it would be awesome, you know, because people kept asking me if I was certain characters in, in series one. I'm like, no, no, no. So series one is all kind of original characters, but maybe series two, three, four, maybe we start getting, uh, you know, some some celebrity likenesses in there. I like that we banzor Joe for a second out of sheer yeah, jealousy. He was gone. You want to get jealous? Listen to this. Guess who's the official face of the swarm? Huh? <laughs> That's right. You see the size of that head? Couldn't be anybody else. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I got, got a point. Yeah, I got a lot of hair, man. It's not helping things. <laughs> you got a lot, man. Let's like, see it. Let's it. see it. It's a lot going on. Man. This is because I, I stay inside, but yes. Buzz it, man. Eyes. That's not a bad look. How do you emo kids do this? <laughs> How do you do this? There are people. Yeah, there are people who do that on purpose. Yeah, I... I I'm driving myself crazy. I, I got to use my. I said before we went on. I, I got to use my headset like it's a barrette. You know, I heard dreadlocks are coming back. You know that that's uh, that's an option at this point. That's 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 a that's an attempt. That's, that's not a bad I'm, idea, though. Could you imagine that? I'm getting a request to floof it up, so I'm gonna. You are. Do that. Robert Commander says he'd buy uh, 10 Mike Irizarry figures. I don't know why. That's That's he, he makes he makes videos where he shoots toys with missiles. So uh, Bill that's why Ven- he would buy them. 
Bill Nedro from Illinois says he would love a Mark Weber action figure. So <laughs> there's one. <laughs> you can sell the prototype at least. Got to, got to have the token redhead in the line, right? Give me, go. give me the dreadlocks. We'll, we'll call them. We'll call them. <laughs> I got a line here. Give me the dreadlocks. We'll call them redlocks. Oh, Ooh. we're on to now. Something. You're talking. Yeah. Now you're talking. So again, our our legal team awaits your correspondence. <laughs> we don't need a legal team, Bobby. Just. <laughs> I don't we can't afford a legal team. You're already in, Joe. Come on now. I've got to make a a figure. I've got to make a costume for his first line first. Yeah, and then we'll talk. Oh yeah. I mean that is that was the even money bet on what his surprise was going to be for July anyway. It was the Joe Colton edition? So right, that was the one to one or like you bet you bet five dollars and you win two at Vegas kind of bet. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that real Joe Colton or German Joe Colton? Right. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> or or actual, you know, adventure team Joe Colton. Right. You know what? I, who knows? Do they have that locked getting, up? Seems like sloppy kinda, with copyrights over there. Seems like so. the kind of trademark that might get uh might uh slip by. Look, look at look at him. He's beside himself yeah, grinning over no there. Comment. Look at him. I I don't need to take any more. I've taken enough from him. <laughs> I don't need, don't need to take any more. I don't need to take any more. I mean, we're, we're, we're imposing when we could beat up on people in video. I'm, I wasn't aware of that, but I'm, I'm kind of impressed by us now. Yeah, normally we're just a podcast group, but put us online with some video. We're a gang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a gang with a dungeon. Right? With a cot. <laughs> with a cot. <laughs> Start getting videos of cock guy. <laughs> you know. Oh, here, here it is. Okay. Joe Fest, Joe Fest 2021 Action Force exclusive. Joe Colton cock guy two pack. Ooh, yeah, that's, right. that's the closest those two are ever going to get. Mm -hmm. That's probably a Walmart exclusive, is what that is. Mm -hmm. Definition or a, a network exclusive. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that guy would show up to Joe Fest, and yeah. then then you're all gonna have to help me. Well, he's got enough time to hitchhike there, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's, gonna, be, he's gonna be working my booth. <laughs> I, I would totally be working your booth. <laughs> you never leave your booth, just staring at me like Plan B. <laughs> Oof. Wow, Plan B reference. Mm. We apologize for for everybody missing the in jokes. Uh, you can always go back and check out our previous material. Most of it is audio at whatsonjoemind.podbean.com. Or listen to the pre-show. The pre-show is always better. Pre-show is the best show. Always better. A wise and old ginger taught us that. Right. We've got another question for you. All right. I love fan questions. Still wind 87 says, I know this maybe would be way in the future, but any thoughts on a fighter jet for the action force team? Uh, do you have a thousand dollars to spend? Right. <laughs> um, we, better, we better start buying up some more sergeants. Right. Bear in, <laughs> bear in mind that you do have a night raven sticking out of your head right now. So well, I had to oh, it was hanging down. 
It's on that time. For the video, I had to like prop it up so you know it wasn't in the video. Um, I I get asked about vehicles all the time, and I tell people all the time. I said I I have ideas for vehicles, and I I kind of know how I'm gonna do them, and how I'm gonna introduce them. And I, I think it's a it's a clever way to introduce vehicles into six inch. But uh, a fighter jet that might be like a build a vehicle over like six waves. Right. How'd that <laughs> how'd that tie fighter sell? Right. Right. And, like, and that that's what you have to take into consideration. Right. Because you have to look at the collectors and, you know, people only have a finite amount of space. And I think that's why the TIE fighter didn't do well. Cause it's like, it's cool. It looked great, but you're asking people to buy this thing. That's going to take up a huge amount of space. And not a lot of people have big toy rooms. So you almost have to pick and choose. And normally a lot of people want more figures. They want the most that they can. And, you know, you think back in the eighties and nineties, Joe was, excuse me, a, a vehicle line that just made figures to go with the vehicles. But it became more about the characters. And now we're here in 2020 and people care more about the characters than they do vehicles. And, and it shows that's why companies aren't doing vehicles because the characters are what sells. Um, but at the same time, I feel like you need, you need a little, you need the vehicles in the line as well. Um, you know, I worked on the legends, sort of vehicle riders line and that was just those were small but i felt like that could be so much more um it was hard with marvel because there aren't a lot of like iconic vehicles uh like there's the fantastic car but you know that's not really that big but um i want to do vehicles i, I think it, i think it's important someone said to me they said you know you should do a triple t <laughs> uh which would be cool so we'll see triple s i don't know <laughs> yeah. Triple V. Um, but uh yeah, no, uh vehicles you know, fingers crossed will happen down the road, but uh a fighter jet, it's uh you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I think people fall in love with the idea of vehicles without embracing the reality of scale. Yeah. Like, even, even if you look back at, at the at the history of G.I. Joe and people talk about the aircraft carrier and you can fit three sky strikers nose to tail on it. It's amazing. It's I actually looked it up once on a Nimitz class aircraft carrier. You can fit 73 F-14s nose to tail on it. So even the flag, like the granddaddy of them all, right, is like 25 times too small to be yeah. accurate. So, you know, I love the idea of vehicles for the six inch scale, but you're talking small vehicles, you know, and you can make cool small vehicles. Some of the best selling vehicles in Joe history were small, like the Devilfish. Mm -hmm. So to do new, especially because there haven't been new vehicles for a military line in ages, yeah. there's definitely room there. And I know you know that, but people need to be, just be careful with, you know, hey, about a fighter jet? You know, I got to, how about a tank? Like It's, it's, eh. all, it's also the, the, the price of things. Like people can say, oh, I want vehicles, but you have to be willing to pay the price for it. You know, if you think about it, what are the figures now? You know, 20 to $30. You start getting into vehicles, you know, the Marvel Legends, you know, figuring a motorcycle, that's 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we saw all the backlash with this, the, the, the Bespin staircase, $50. What are you getting? Not really much. So, you know, if, if, if someone did, say Hasbro decided they were going to do a vamp 
and the vamp was $60. I think a lot of people would be like, $60, I'll wait till it goes to Ross. Right. But you have to be realistic. Like you have to remember that you you're gonna if you want something, you're gonna have to pay for it. So it's not just gonna be, oh, well, here's a $20, $30 vehicle. No, you're gonna the bigger the vehicle, the bigger the price. So we have to get to the point where the cut the consumer is willing to spend the amount of money to warrant a vehicle. Well, if you look back at the last two of the last new sculpt vehicles that were really well done, the updated Sky Striker and the updated Tomahawk, mm -hmm. they they weren't huge retail sellers. No. And they were they were much requested and pretty well executed vehicles for the three mm -hmm. and three quarter scale. And by and large, you know, there was that pounce, but then they really sat. Yeah. And there there is there is that unfortunately that idea that i'll wait for it to go to ross and then i'll buy it you know what if you're that kind of collector you're not supporting the line no. you aren't yeah. once it's gone to ross the the product has been snuffed or it has failed on some level and you're not supporting it once it goes there so yeah you might get it at half price but they're whatever they were planning to be the next vehicle is not happening yeah, yeah. so you waiting is what's causing that not to work. I blacked out after Bobby said aircraft carrier, and so <laughs> I'm just going to assume he confirmed it was coming. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, no, a funny story. I, I bought a – when the Tomahawk came out, I bought one, and I was like, this is great. I'm going to go back and buy another one. So a couple weeks go by, and I've got the money set aside for it, and I, I go to, to buy a second Tomahawk, and I'm, I'm, go I'm at the local Toys R Us even. And they were marking it down already. Hmm. Like it was just, I, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm here to buy another. And for five more dollars, I bought three more. Wow. Mark so it, I mean, it, they were, they were, they were giving them away practically. Hmm. It was, it was 65% or something marked down. Hmm. It was crazy. I'm just going, well, that's great for me personally, but not at all encouraging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that wasn't that wasn't that long after it came out. Like I, I went, I bought the first one real quick, and then I was like, "Well, you know, it's 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 a little bit of an investment for what I was doing at the time." Uh, but I'll I'll get fifty bucks together, and Weber just bailed. Uh oh. I I think the, pro the problem <laughs> the problem that the Tomahawk had was that they didn't change it enough from the original. You know, you got to think like a lot of people probably have the original, and the original is mm -hmm. perfect. So if you're going to redo it and you kind of kept it the same size, you only tweaked a few things. It's like, all right, well, what is that really doing? If anything, yeah. you know, give something drastically different, give it a, a modern updated take on it. Um, so as, as well done as those vehicles were, I would have liked to have seen a little extra done to, to, you know, update them a bit to make them stand out. Sure. Yeah. Get, make it make it feel a little bit more like a purchase. So yeah, we don't know why we lost Mark Weber there. Just for everybody playing along at home. And again, thanks to everybody for showing up. Uh, we're getting close to an hour, and we won't take up a whole lot of Bobby's and you know entire night with this because it's already pretty late. Bobby, what are the, what's the last bit that we haven't asked you about that you just got to get out there about? You know, Sarge, Action Force, whatever. Trying to think. Pretend that we haven't been paying any attention to the, the media <laughs> blitz you've been going on the last three days. 
Um, Pretend that these are virgin ears. The the funny thing is, is that during this whole process, I never got to talk to Sarge once. I never, you know, I was talking to his rep. Tomorrow, we are having a conference call to to sit down and and talk to everything because he wants to. Because, like I said, he's so into this line and into this character that he wants to know the whole backstory. He wants to know who the good guys are, who the bad guys are, like. You know, how, like, what's the the future of, of everything? So it's it's great that he's showing such an interest in the the his character. Like he's, it's not like he's just, you know, a guy that's that's looking for a, a payday or whatever. No, he's like, no, I'm Sergeant Slaughter, and you're using Sergeant Slaughter. Like I'm, I want to be immersed into this character. And well, his brand too. He would like to be involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know he, he doesn't do Facebook or Instagram. He does Twitter. Like he's real big on Twitter, which is great because I don't do Twitter. And, uh, some of my friends who are on Twitter, they're like, Sarge is blowing up Twitter. I'm like, all right, great. This is awesome. So it's cool that he is really like into everything. And he wants to, he wants to know, like, I'll send the, the, you know, the link when this shows out because he wants to hear all the podcasts that I'm on where I'm talking about it. Um, so he's really that into it, which is it. It's like it, reinvigorating for me because I'm so into it. So to, he, to see that he's so into it, like that's awesome. So I can't wait to like talk to him tomorrow and like really like hear how into it he is. And, you know, we can talk about how well it's doing. Like I'm going to share a lot of the sales numbers because it's it's exceeded everything that, you know, that, that I pitched to them, which is awesome. You know, like to show them like, all right, we took a gamble on you being an unknown company, just small starting out, and it's it's paying off big time, like already after four days. Nice. Instant dividends. Make that cash. I'll, I'll edit in that cash register set later, right? Oh, wait. No, no, I won't. No, you won't. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> That's the whole reason we're doing this live is because I, I don't have anything that lets me edit video just yet. We're getting there, though. You're fine. It's so easy. Right? Yeah, when you when you can edit the video, make me tanner, please. I don't I'm not a miracle worker. I'm just an editor. Well, the fine, fine Jim. The other bit of Sarge news that I could share, uh, this will be shared for the first time, is that so I've said before that all of the action force figures will have file cards on their packages. So you'll get a little little backstory on the character. And our very own Mark Weber is the one who is doing the Sergeant Slaughter file card. Right? I already turned in. I turned in a first draft, and I have no problem uh, getting edited. So I'm sure I'll have more work to do. Um, but I was I was really pleased when Bobby let me do some file card writing on the very first line of Action Force. And file card writing is my. I was actually working on the Joe line, so. You know, the idea that I that I get to write Sergeant Slaughter's file card uh, for future Sarge kind of is is just an, inc- an incredible opportunity. And I turn you know I turn it quick because you know I know Bobby's got things to do, so uh, I work fast, I work cheap, uh, and I do good work. So I was I was really pleased. Anytime I get to write a file card, uh, it it does my heart uh, good. So I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I think you'll like what I put together. I can't wait to read it. Uh, there was never a question uh, once 
once I knew that I was getting started, I was like, well, I know who's right in the file card. <laughs> because the other thing about Action Force, and I, I've said it before, that everyone that has done work for me on Action Force are, are fans. They're fans. They're, they're people that are in the community because I think that's important. I don't want to just – like, yes, there are very talented people out there, but I want to bring people in that really love – what I'm putting together. And, you know, when, when someone loves what you're doing and then they get a chance to work on it, I feel like it makes their work that much better. So that's why I love having the people that I, I have doing work for me involved because they're, they're fans. And, and that's, to me, that's very important. Well, and Bobby and I have, have a, have a common backstory, right? And that we worked at the same place. And when you're working with a designer or a designer working with a marketer, they can be talented as all get out. They can be smart and they can be a pro's pro, but if they don't care about the brand they're working on, you can absolutely tell the difference. And that shows up inside the halls that shows up on the pegs that shows up in the final count at the end of the year. How did we do? Tell you what, you want to be careful not to have fanboys running your lines. But if you're not passionate about the brand that you're working on, you'll never put the same kind of effort into it as someone who does. Yep. Yep. And along the same lines, uh, Joe Colton and I will be teaming up to write uh, William Perry's file card. <laughs> there you go. So, you heard it here first. It's amazing how many people have, have suggested that to me. Um <laughs> You know, at the, at the same time, like I keep, I've done a bunch of uh, other podcasts and I, I got tons of questions on social media and people keep saying like, Ooh, who's the next one? Well, it's like, I don't know. It's like Sarge is, Sarge is, yeah. like, Sarge is everything. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta be careful about that as well. And no offense to the fridge. Cause when they got him, that was a big pull, right? Mm -hmm. One of the youngest yeah. stars in the NFL and that's all well and good, but slaughter was a big star before they got him. Yeah. And it only sure. augmented his fame. And then the Joe run augmented his late wrestling run. Yeah. So there, there's a lot there. So I, you know, I just, the people who immediately default to, well, you got to do the fridge next. Eh, I, I'm not so I mean, sure. That, right. That's the people were, that's the people I'm poking fun at. I'm not poking fun at William Perry. That dude went to play in the NFL, which is where the, the 1% of the 1% of athletic freaks go to play. Right. So by all means, not, not knocking what that guy accomplished with his life. But no, we're we're picking on the folks who just say you got to do the fridge, right? But the also, fridge. Look at what fr fridge was a one a one off mail away. He never appeared again. He wasn't in the animation. I don't even know if he was in the comics. Sarge was a character for years. Yeah. So you know he was he was important to the history of it. You know, someone said, "Oh, Roddy Piper." I'm like, I love Hot Rod, but he was one club figure. You know, he's in Devil's Do Comic. It's like. That's it, it, at this point, it's almost like I don't want it. Like, I don't think you can top Sarge. So I don't want to try to top Sarge. Like if I no, if no. You bring in a celebrity like later on, it's like to me, it's like, I don't know. I look at like, well, I'm a huge Stone Cold fan. So like, yeah, having Stone Cold in line. But, you know, but that's just, that's wrestling fans. It's like Sarge was the perfect storm. He was he catered to so many genres. Mm -hmm. And. You know, I, I just don't see a way to sort of top him. So I, I'm not going to try 
to top Sarge. Uh, you know, I'm just going to run with it. Uh, you know, we've got Sarge for a little while now, so he's going to be in action force for, for a bit. So, you know, there's no reason to, to top him. Well, and Absolutely. I like that with action force being set in the future in the universe you're creating or that anyone is creating with their own collection, you know, it can be the future of our current universe or their own GI Joe mm -hmm. universe if they want to. And, and even though the universes are tied because of the similar trademarks and such action force is not dependent on GI Joe. No. Yeah. Right. Action Force is its own thing, its own vibrant universe, and there are some ties that you have created. But if there's never another G.I. Joe nod or homage in Action Force, that's totally fine. And that may well be the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think what's lost a lot in the in the uh, the vintage brands with Joe and Transformers and, and even Star Wars and some others is the beauty of those when they were at their height was all the newness every year and the brand new characters as kids, we couldn't wait to get that first card or that first catalog and unfold it or flip it over and see who all the new guys and gals were. <clears throat> and that's, that's where action force I think really steps out is look at all of our characters. Yeah, and and I think it's natural for Joe fans who also collect Action Force to go, well, who's the next guy? Who could he get? You know what's mm -hmm. better than who could Bobby get is who could Bobby create? That's what I want to see. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah, and I think when you look at like a lot of these lines, there's a lot of fan servicing going on because there's that nostalgic factor. Well, I can't use any of the old Action Force designs because they're protected by copyright. So it is all new for me. I, I, I can have this originality. And, you know, yes, there's that tiny bit of sprinkle of, of fan servicing with SARS and Steel Brigade, but they're new. Like they're, they're a whole new character now. So that, yeah, you, you totally hit the nail on the head. It's, it's like, yeah, what are the unique characters? And uh, I've said it from the start, like this line was about unique characters. It wasn't going to be about just the figures or customization or, or any or this or that it was this is an intellectual property that has a story that has unique characters that is going to evolve you're and making your own universe. like you don't you don't need to continue like gi joe's universe you've got valiverse yep and it's not dependent like mark said so Absolutely. And if, if Steel Brigade was fan service, I know which fan we're talking about. He's right oh, he's <laughs> over there. Well, there he is over there. There he is up there, yeah. Listen, yeah. If you're going to make a toy line, you need to put your favorite character in it. You might as well do it. <laughs> yeah. Because seriously, whose favorite G.I. Joe is Steel Brigade? Like, right? right? You said it. It's like, yeah. you know, there it is. I've never met another Joe collector whose number one favorite character was Steel Brigade. What well, we we did talk to Joe Holp from the uh, File Card Podcast. He, he admitted was, that was that was his one. favorite as well. Yeah. Nah, he's, he was, he's number he was two. Just, he was sucking up trying to get into Valiverse. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to be on, their, <laughs> I'm going to be on their show next week. Yeah. He, Wait, he, uh, he, then you he, cut I, his head he off. To, 
Yeah, he wanted to apologize for driving the price up on some of those eBay auctions. Right. <laughs> when you get there, Bobby, just cut his head off, experience the quickening, and you're good. <laughs> him, it's him and me. We're the ones that, that are driving the price up on it all. Yeah. <laughs> Although I kind of coordinate. Because I've been so busy with everything, I haven't really like like been on, on eBay all that much. So I'm like, oh, what am I missing? What, I'm missing all these probably these steel brigades that are probably selling lower than I would pay. You hear that, right? Joe? Now's your time. Now's your time, Joe. Buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> I hit 100. I'm good. I hit 100. <laughs> Whatever. Oh Here's what, here. Whatever. Here, I'll get you caught up. Here's what you're missing on eBay. Bats are a hundred dollars now. I saw that. Like that's a great right? thing about Facebook. Is people, people will post, and I'm just like, should I sell my collection? Like, <laughs> man, like complete storm shadows are two hundred dollars. Mickey Mouse yeah. Curl Commanders are four hundred. Ma mail away dukes are a hundred bucks. I'm like, this is crazy. I got a mail away duke with an unused sticker. Like I totally you went from being a, a G.I. Joe collector to an antiquities dealer, and you didn't right. even know it. Yeah. So we'll 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 call that uh, we'll call that time. We'll let Bobby get back to possibly beer number three. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I mean, because we yeah. got done with two. What were you drinking tonight, Bobby? Uh, cheap American. I was going with some Rolling Rock. All right. Uh, Joe Colton, what did hey, you have hey, on tap hey, there? Hey, what what wine face. were you looking at there? <laughs> it's like a giant <laughs> bottle. Okay, so just one of those those four dollar a jug things. Uh, it's the twelve dollar jug cab okay. right, It's a step you're, up. You're it's a step up. Step up from, from the box, box though. <laughs> Don't Mark judge Weber. Weber. <laughs> Mark hey, Weber, what did you have you, on tap? You just judged my rolling rock. You made a face, right? <laughs> I'm in the basement. Come on now. I got. If I were drinking anything, it'd probably be Boone's Farm wine just to just to complete the experience, right? I had unnamed American cola. Oh, nice! And um, but that was that was what we were drinking tonight. So not to, not to the open your toys cast there. Yeah, and if you're new to what's on Joe Mind, we are better if you drink. So <laughs> can't hurt. No. Hell, we can't even get through the show without drinking. So <laughs> can't hurt. Yeah, I gotta I gotta watch the long podcast because the more I drink, then the, the more like uh, the more loose I get, and then you know stuff comes out. Yeah, so I, I gotta watch sometimes. Like, all right, yeah, I'm about to say clearly you haven't listened to the second hour of some of the ones you've done with us, right? You get me in a mood, you know. You're you're a, you're, you're not only you're not only a guest, Bobby. You're a former guest host. Oh. Wow. I mean, you, you got a legacy, man. You got a legacy. <laughs> this is my first time on where Webb was an actual host now. Right? I'm, yeah. a, I'm minted now. I'm a made man. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's legit. The honcho. I ask them, I'm like, hey, what are we going to talk about? And they're like, yeah, we can't tell you that. I'm like, oh, it's like Valiverse all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Am I on the list? No. But write me a file card, man. <laughs> hey, come on, man. But uh, that'll, that'll do it for us tonight. Uh, if you're new to the channel, like our video, comment on our video, subscribe to our channel, and otherwise do the nice YouTube things because we'd like to do more of this. And frankly, if people are going to watch us, then we'll do more. And if people aren't going to pay any attention, then screw you, we're done. 
Right. Um, also, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and your others and wear a mask when you go out in public. Go out in public as little as possible. Maintain some social distance. Keep keep six feet or better between you and people you don't know. Uh, this is for real, and it's continuing to be for real. And we want you to be with us for the next nine years of What's on Joe Mind. But... Uh, Joe Colton, anything last minute? No, I just want to thank Bobby for uh, for coming on the show, and it's nice to see you. Right. <laughs> I know, I know. And drink. <laughs> the Honcho Mark Weber. Anything last minute? Uh, just two things. Uh, still hate the brutal chest cut. Oh my God, so we're we so wanna, right. Yeah, I'm Cal freaking Ripken, baby. I thought never we gonna miss. I, I got a shirt, man. I made a shirt to lampoon the yeah. brutal chest cut. So we'll keep that streak alive. And then I was goofy first because we wanted to be serious. Uh, something we just heard about today, the passing of a Joe fan and a tremendous customizer, Stuart Lee Hickman, who I did not know and never met. Um, but I, I know his place in the community and especially among the customizers. His online handle was Vanishing Point. Did some amazing work, especially on Sigma Six customs. So, and you know, anytime we lose anybody, it's rough. But to lose a guy young and quick uh, is a real shot. So to we COVID definitely want to. Yeah, yeah, and so we want to give our you know our best to his his friends and his family, uh, and know that he that he is remembered uh, at least in these halls. Yeah, former guest of the program, by the way, he has been on our show, so he's. he's for the folks who've, who've uh, the scholars, if you will, um, that's a, a name you should have heard before. Bobby, hate to hate to throw that in your lap, man, but right? last words. Wow. Over to you, Bob. Jeez, man. Uh, I just want to say thank you to you guys. Uh, I, I always love coming on. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to the fans who sent questions in. I love fan questions. I love talking to you guys. Uh, I try to answer every message that comes in. So send all your questions on social media, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Joe, thank you for being visible tonight. Uh, Webb, thank you for being awesome. Mike, as always, thank you for everything and for having hair. Um, Long hair. Beautiful. Emo hair. Luxurious hair. Makes me jealous. <laughs> uh, right. I'm so envious of guys with good hair. Well, so, you got to rub it in, Mike. Yeah, that's all I got, man. He's, I got nothing else. I got hair. I have to compensate with the beard, though, because I don't yeah. have hair. See, I can't grow. This is like five days. That's how, that's how bad my beard is. But, all right, we're getting off on a tangent again. Good night, everybody. From what's on Joe Mind, keep yourself safe, be kind, and yo-jo. Good night, guys. I feel like.